my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys are having a good week. Uh, big show for you today. A lot of stuff to get to. Um, we will be joined by Halsey English from HalseyNews.com very shortly. Uh, he's coming back on for like the fifth time this year, I think. You know, in the opening one, he did blow us off on uh, Monday. So Halsey will be back uh, any minute here before we get to Halsey. I want to say hi to our sponsors over at Premier Vapor. Uh, if you want to quit smoking or if you vape already, you got to check out Premier Vapor. They have the best liquid, the largest selection of premium liquid anywhere in the country. They have all any kind of battery, tank, mod, anything you need. All their flavors are FDA compliant. Not that they should have to be because it's ridiculous, but they are. Uh, check them out at PremierVaporAndLounge.com. Uh, free shipping on all orders, over 35 bucks. And if you're in northern Ohio, uh, you can check out their physical locations uh, in Perrysburg and Holland, Ohio. If not, PremierVaporLounge.com. And uh, please follow us on Twitter if you don't already, at NoGimmicksPod. Um, please subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud or Google Play. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. Uh, we'd really appreciate that. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies about us. Help us spread the word. And uh, two shows a week, every Monday and Wednesday afternoon, um, all the content will always be free. Um, we're never going to charge for the content. But if you want to get involved and you like what you're hearing, you can check us out at patreon.com slash the no gimmicks podcast. You can contribute monthly there and there's cool perks and incentives for you to do that. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff to get to. Hopefully we'll have time to get to all of it without further ado. Here is my chat with Halsey English. <laughs> All right, guys, we're here not with Halsey English. <laughs> Halsey English is not here. Um, he's been held up at work. He's working on a, uh, a huge deal um, at work, a huge business deal. So he uh, was unable to make it away from his desk. Pinch hitting for Halsey today is our good friend Stephen Harriet of the Stephen Harriet Show and CatholicVote.org. Stephen, you b- you're bailing me out again, brother. Thanks so much for coming back on the show. Hey, it's good to be here, and I just... I can't stand that Halsey guy. What a loser. I know. Jeez. I know. What a dick. I mean, I, I hope I hope I never have to meet the person in person because it's just what a repulsive personality. But anyway, <laughs> you were go ahead. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad I'm I just I texted I texted Stephen. I'm like, hey, man, look, I, I don't know if my guest is gonna be able to make it. You know, we're already way behind on getting the show out and I can't just do like a solo monologue today. Like this is definitely a day that I need a guest. I need to bounce some ideas off of somebody because it's a big news day. <laughs> it's uh, a lot, a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And it's good that Halsey had to push it back because we would have totally missed the news of the day, which is Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy is retiring, effective July 31st, 2018. Obviously, Twitter exploded. Your reaction, Stephen? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I wish that instead Halsey had retired. Um, <laughs> we, I'd say I think we need to start a hashtag repeal, repeal Halsey. Um, <laughs> right. But no, I'm just 
it's great news. It's a wonderful thing. And I love, especially what I love about the, the Kennedy is that it came right on the heels of all of this discussion about civility. And it's another blow to the left and the left in general, the leaders of the left anyway, and the activist left has reacted to liable repulsiveness. Um, and they've been extremely, uh, uh, you know, really been hyperventilating all week. Um, uh, What's his name? That guy from uh, Think Progress uh, tweeted after yesterday's rulings. He he tweeted the hashtag abolish SCOTUS. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's great to see the left basically saying, you know, F the institutions, F all, all, all things, you know, basically, you know, civility is a tool of white supremacy was a popular oh, thing that. Oh, yeah, talking that, that was, point yeah that, that, that was that's wonderful yeah. yeah well i mean and it's a great thing in other words everything you know what you know left leftist leaders are are really revealing completely separate class very different from even the people that they thought of as their followers um because many of their followers are looking at this and there's yeah, this new hashtag is walk out uh people who realize that the democratic party is not something they recognize anymore um, you know, it, it's 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 much more uncivil and, and it's much more hostile and, and uh, nasty than anything they ever signed up for. So anyway, I mean, I, that's that's good to see. And I like that. The announcement coincided with that so that we could see a continuation of the unhinged uh, supreme, uh, you know, leaders in the left, you know. Yeah. If we thought the the left was going to become more civil or less unhinged. I think uh, Justice Kennedy retiring <laughs> put to bed any optimism that the left is going to calm down anytime soon. Um, I do have to ask the question, Stephen. Uh, are you tired of winning yet? Because um, are, are, I'm not. I, I know Trump says, you know, we're going to win so much. You're going to be tired of winning. Make it stop. Too much winning. I don't know, man. Well, I'm not, I'm not tired funny. of winning see- quite yet. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, see, the thing is that, you know, I'm a conservative. I'm, I'm a conservative by nature. And so I think in terms of leftism is an encroachment on reality and right order. And so most of what's going on, because our past, our nation is, is really very glorious and there's a lot good in it. I see, quote unquote, winning as, oh, we're starting to scrape away some of the things that have encroached on how things ought right. to be. Um, so it's like it's winning, but at the same time, it's like, no, I'm like, uh, you know, thumping my chest and screaming for joy because it's just, you know, it, it, there's so much to be done and it's not even move, moving forward. A lot of it is actually we're being forced to move backward in order to be normal so that we can move forward again. Right. But it's yeah, pres- it's no, preser- I agree. It's preservation. What William, William F. Buckley said that a conservative is someone who stands athwart history yelling stop. Right. So that that's what we are. That's what yeah. we do. You know, so it's not necessarily progress, but um, just the destruction of progressivism as a whole, I suppose. Right. So, yeah, that's that's an interesting thing. going on. But it is good. I mean, I didn't expect something this good to happen. I, I didn't know this. I mean, we I, I was actually thinking that um, Kennedy was as bitter and, and as leftist as um, RBG and that he actually might hang on just despite uh Trumpism, really, more than conservatism. But, you know, I'm going to hang on here, you know, until I'm dying, uh, like Pope John Paul II did, because I'm such a believer in the leftist cause. I thought he was going to do that, but apparently I was wrong. Right. Eric Erickson uh, over at, uh, what what is his site? The Resurgent, I believe? 
man, brain fart. Yeah, I believe the research. Well, he's okay. he's at CRTV now, isn't he? Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, he's got a new show at CRTV. CRTV, by the way, is the thing. CRTV, it is. Absolutely. I have a big, wet crush on them. They're awesome. But anyway, you were saying? I mean, they don't hold a candle to uh, the No Gimmicks podcast or the Stephen Harriet show. But yes, I, I do agree. They are they are the shit. Um, <laughs> it, eventually, he, I'm going to eventually I'll consider allowing CRTV to merge with the Stephen Harriet show if they're if they if they come and ask, which so, I, I mean, inevitably they eventually will, you know. Of course, I, I would consider the same deal on my. I would. Con- I, I don't know if I'd accept, but I would. I would certainly consider it. Um, you know, if they <laughs> offer me a giant pile of money, I, I. I don't know. I mean, I'm. I'm. You know. You know, the No Gimmicks Podcast at Gmail dot com. Email me anyway. Um, <laughs> but Eric Erickson was. Uh, he was saying basically. Uh, you know, sources had told him that. Um, Justice Kennedy had considered retiring a year ago. He is eighty-one years old. I mean, he's been on on the court uh, since, I, th- I think it's been almost 35 years, early in Ronald Reagan's term, first term, uh, he appointed him. Um, and he, he had uh, contemplated retiring a year ago, but he was disturbed by a lot of Trump's rhetoric and so forth, and it kind of realized that the whole rhetorical poison in America, it wasn't just Trump's fault. Obviously, the left is doing the same thing, but but worse. So it wasn't like a Trump thing. And it's nothing that he could really mm-hmm. stop or do anything about. So, so he just kind of, you know, decided to step aside. And that makes sense, you know. And, you know, I don't know. Look, it, just side note, Justice Kennedy, he's 81 years old. He's got a bunch of grandkids and great-grandkids. And he deserves a very long, happy retirement with his family. <laughs> the left, obviously, who loves the guy, typically. Um, well, anytime his swing vote goes in, in a leftward direction, they love him. But just mm-hmm. turned on him. I mean, I'm sure you've seen some of the comments and, and stuff on Twitter today. Just, uh, just ripping apart Anthony Kennedy. Um, I mean, look, it's it's completely unfair that the left would expect this guy to work until he dies. I mean, he's 81. He's done his that's time. Really, you know, that's a really interesting. That's a really interesting point, and and it's something I've generally seen a lot of. Uh, Brian Stelter of CNN. And recently made some point. Uh, oh, yeah. He said, we're not living on the verge of the handmaid's tale. Um, and uh, it, it was fascinating to see what the leftist leadership does to members of its own tribe when they when they step out of line even a little. Um, they absolutely pilloried him. It was brutal to see what they did. Huh? And they, they, yeah, same thing with Kennedy. It's like, F you, old pathetic white man. The second he does something you know, disobedient. That's pretty sad, and he's he's upheld abortion rights. He he's he was the swing vote on the gay marriage decision. He's voted uh, anti-gun, anti-second amendment uh, numerous times. So I mean, he's not like mm-hmm. he, he's no conservative by any stretch of the imagination. And seeing the left turn on him today is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, refreshing. <laughs> yeah, the the dragon eating its own tail is is the left, and I always appreciate it. Um, man, we're 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 gonna go into an all-out bar brawl for the next several months over <laughs> over Justice Kennedy's replacement. I mean, obviously, uh, because of Harry Reid, former uh, majority leader of the Senate, who who nuked the filibuster for judicial appointments, and then Mitch McConnell extended it to uh, SCOTUS appointments, uh, rightfully so, because if he didn't, then the next. Democrat majority leader would have done it, obviously. I mean, I, I like the filibuster rule. I like you know, needing 60 votes. 
but let's be honest, the left would have would have done it themselves if we didn't. So, um, you know, we only need 50 votes, obviously, with uh, Mike Pence as the tiebreaker to confirm another Supreme Court justice. But, man, like these hearings are going to be insane. The media. Oh, my gosh, the Democrats and the media. But I repeat myself um, are going to just ex- excoriate the, the nominee to replace him on on the Supreme Court. They're going to be making stuff up. They're going to be lying. Right. It's going to be vicious. I mean, it's well, going to yeah. be a bloodbath. Just to keep, just to keep, yeah. I mean, this is something I said throughout the 2016 uh, election. Most of the things that the left said about Donald Trump, they would have also said about Mother Teresa if she had run on a, G- a GOP ticket. I mean, they, right. they really, uh, they said that, uh, um, uh, what's his name? John McCain was a monster. They said that Romney was a monster. Basically, anyone with a GOP. GOP uh, ticket is going to be called a monster. And similarly, when a GOP uh, president uh, uh, tries to nominate a judge, they're going to say this is a person who who secretly uh, tortures dogs in his basement and so forth. I mean, that's just going to come out of the woodwork. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, it's just Twitter reaction. But there's there's lots of people, lots and lots of people who are um, they're saying that that Senator Mike Lee of Utah should be. Um, should be the nominee to replace Kennedy. I, I, I he's forty. Mm-hmm. He's forty-seven years old. He's a strict constitutionalist. He's a very principled man who I have a lot of respect for. I, I, I'd like to see him stay in the Senate because I think he's an important voice in the Senate. But I think they could do a lot worse than to nominate somebody like Mike Lee or, or, or you know, Ted Cruz or one of the constitutionalist senators. Um. Yeah, I mean, well, there's a lot. There's a lot of really Lee great is, names floating around, but yeah, I mean, Mike Lee. I wouldn't be mad at Mike Lee great, being nominated. That's for sure. Well, the, the great news, though, is that Donald Trump has announced that he's going to be picking from the same list that he issued before the election, or like shortly after the election. He he list. These are the people that I would consider for Supreme Court picks, and it was a good list in the first place. Gorsuch was on it. Um, right. And now that we've got another vacancy, he says, don't worry, everyone, I'm going back to that list, just like I promised, which is extremely uh, way above and beyond what a president has to do. And Trump acting surprisingly like an unbelievably good president, um, which is no one expected um, right. because, he, yeah, he issued a list. He said, look, I'm not going to fool you guys. I'm not Because most of the time, Supreme Court picks really suck. Uh, GOP Supreme Court's picks are completely, it's just, it's worse than 50-50 whether they're going to be any good. Um, and and uh, Donald Trump made sure that he had a list ahead of time. He consulted with conservative leaders to make sure that they were good picks. And yeah, Lee was on the list, as you mentioned. I, I think it was the, the Heritage Foundation, correct, that that kind of helped him compile that list. Am, am I right about that? I think so. Some people think they were involved but others were as well so oh, and it's gonna be fun i mean we've got amy coney barrett's on the list right. uh the one that was all controversial because she got you know uh, questioned by democratic uh, uh uh leaders in in uh, her hearings uh for another position they, they they questioned particularly they really pressed her on her faith she's a roman catholic right. uh and uh that was controversial so she were nominated repeat itself and be relitigated and it would be every bit as beneficial to the right which it was when she was questioned very aggressively because there's you know they looked like they were trying to apply a religious test so right yeah that would be a a constitutional crisis you know if the left really tries to apply a religious test again to 
to her. Um, now I think she'd be a great not, choice. Right, and not even really though. I mean, it's totally mainstream on the left to to, to now to, uh, to does your Catholic faith uh, disagree with Obergefell? Then why? Then you shouldn't be you shouldn't be allowed to hold public office. That's totally mainstream. In other words, Obergefell is being used. Gay marriage has been used exactly like conservatives predicted it would be, which which is to denigrate and uh, marginalize uh, Orthodox Christians and Jews. Right. Right. I agree. And, and obviously, I'm not a Catholic. I'm a Protestant. But I I don't believe there are any Catholic members of the Supreme Court. Uh, yeah, sure. John Roberts. He's a Catholic. Is John Roberts? And so is Justice Kennedy. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Sotomayor, Sotomayor Kennedy, and uh, and Roberts are all Catholic. Well, so, Sotomayor. Okay. I mean, <laughs> okay. I suppose. I <laughs> don't all right, there, I, I didn't. I didn't know there, that about there, about Roberts and Kennedy. I I was unaware of that, but Sotomayor. I, I mean, that one really really hates religious people in general. Well, so, so. and 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 this is not a uh, you know this is this is a a funny thing. I mean, in general, Roman Catholics are way overrepresented in the Supreme Court. Um, it's an interesting because I'm a Roman Catholic, so it's interesting to watch that. And I'm like, look, <clears throat> all I, I mean, I know that the Roman Catholics are overrepresented in the Supreme Court. I believe they're also overrepresented in other certain halls of power. And I'm like, wait, but at the same time, they're not very reliably uh, looking out for the interests of, of Christian principles. And so I'm kind of like, I've had it with these Catholics. You don't like, right. I'd almost rather see, I'd almost rather see, uh, uh, um, you know, an evangelical who's solid on and a solid constitutionalist than, than some Catholic who can give really sweet, you know, Know, comments about about their faith, you know, because I'm like, that's not really what this position is about, you know. Right. And we, we talked about it before on the show that it, it's a it's a major problem, both in the Catholic community in America and the the Jewish community in America that, you know, both of those demographics vote left. I mean, they vote Democrat. They vote against their own religious beliefs uh, to a very not not so, uh, you know, uh, to a a troubling rate in in the Catholic community, but an extremely troubling <laughs> rate in the Jewish community, um, which has never made any sense to me. And I've discussed that on the show with you, and I've discussed it with um, a lot of guests that have come on that are Jewish. Like, why why does this happen? Like, in the Catholic community and the Jewish community, why are these people constantly voting against their own religious principles? And, you know, it's it's yeah, it's it's always blown my mind, man. Yeah, that's a, it's a sad, sad thing, and it's, it's and it uh, I think it's large. I mean, I want to blame it on the left, and at the same time, I also want to say, look, you know, this is what happens when good men do nothing. You know, this is uh, there was a pope. I'm paraphrasing here, but there was a pope in the Roman Catholic uh, uh, history uh, who said at one point that basically there's nothing worse in the world than a bad Catholic. <laughs> like, don't blame non-Catholics. Basically, the it, it, whatever's horrible in the world is to Catholics not doing what they're supposed to approach. <laughs> I like that. Right. Right, definitely. And, and man, going back to the Supreme Court, there's been several, and there, there's a few more forthcoming this week, I believe. Uh, but there's been several uh, very important Supreme Court rulings uh, this week. It's just today, the Supreme Court ruled five to four that Public sector unions cannot force people to pay union dues when that money is going to, you know, promote political opinions they don't agree with because it violates the First Amendment, which is common sense. It's, I mean, it's kind of troubling that 
it was a 5-4 decision. It should have been 9 nothing. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, this was a, a very good thing. Uh, yesterday, the Supreme Court voted 5-4 to four to uphold uh, President Trump's travel ban, which is really not something that I care too much about. But it's from now six countries. It was seven countries. But the point is uh, countries that are not properly vetting their people that want to come to the United States. Uh, Chad, a country in, in North Central Africa, was on that list. But they started uh, vetting uh, their people the way we wanted them to. So we took them off the list. And now it's six countries. Uh, the left is obviously calling that a tr- uh, Muslim ban, which is not, because two of the countries on that list are North Korea and Venezuela. Um, there's not a lot of Muslims <laughs> in either one of those countries. Um, and it, the, look, I, this doesn't, like policy-wise, it, I don't really give a shit about this too much, but obviously the president does have, you know, executive authority to stop travel from certain countries if he wants to, and it's just the Supreme Court upholding the law. Several other uh, uh rulings coming down from the Supreme Court that that are really good and and just uphold the rule of law and common sense and constitutionality in this country and and I'm sure you agree with me on those things that the, that these rulings are are good and beneficial but you know what I hear from a lot of Republicans and I was a reluctant I was a very reluctant Trump voter man like I was not on the Trump train and the I voted against him in the primary um I wasn't enthusiastic yeah. in voting for Trump but um you know, the whole like never Trump Republican thing is like, but Gorsuch, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm not, I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna vote for this guy just because he's gonna give us a good Supreme Court justice. You know, like, uh, bullshit, man, bullshit, man. <laughs> you absolutely should vote for somebody that you you maybe don't agree with on everything because he's gonna give you a good Supreme Court nominee. Because, you know, the way our government is set up right now, for better or for worse, the Supreme Court is ridiculously powerful, man. They're extremely powerful, oh, yeah. and getting justices on that court is probably the most important thing a president can do. So now, you know, obviously with today's revelation of Justice Kennedy retiring, man, I'm I'm pretty proud of my vote for President Trump right now. I, I I'm it's it's been confirmed that I definitely made the right call. Oh yeah, I mean I I think that the right to to, to feel reassured absolutely. This is a uh... Comments about Butt Gorsuch. I don't know if listeners are familiar with that phrase, but it's basically never Trumpers and people who who said it was horrible for evangelical Christians to degrade themselves by uh, voting for Donald Trump or supporting him in, in the uh, <clears throat> against Hillary in 2016. Uh, later, they were saying, "Oh, Gorsuch might get appointed, and so what? That's not significant." And so Butt Gorsuch was this taunt uh, thrown out at people who voted for Trump uh, from supposed conservatives who refused to. And it was such a petty, spiteful, and we're learning now, insubstantial taunt. Uh, because right. now we know it's not, first of all, Bud Gorsuch, yeah, that matters. Look at what just happened to the Supreme Court in three cases this week. Um, a lot was at stake, and we didn't, you know, we didn't lose majorly on the, on the I mean, we were talking about one of the things that was at stake was con- compelled speech. Imagine that, that right. precedent. Compelling support uh, compelling uh, explicitly pro-life women's health organizations to actively promote abortion. It's disgusting. It's absolutely an appalling prospect. And and, uh, a Hillary nominee definitely would have uh, changed that vote. We would have definitely had now on this day in 2018, we would have uh, pro-life organizations would be shutting down all of them. 
because they would say, well, no, we're not going to advertise for abortion. Uh, we can't do that. So I guess you're basically illegalizing our existence. So, I mean, that that's lives are at stake, for goodness sake. You, you know, get wipe that smirk off your face. This matters. Um, but now after that, not only is that but Gorsuch taunt insubstantial and obviously so because of these decisions, but now we're going to get rid of Kennedy and have right. another, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, another Gorsuch style or, or Scalia style justice. Uh, I mean, God forbid it could be true that, you know, you end up with a Roberts or, or someone who's going to uh, like screw things up in the future. But for the most part, like, dude, I'll take my chance. I mean, we're betting we're betting we're gambling with lives here. You snarks like how, how, how why are you being so flippant anyway? Sorry. No, you're <laughs> you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And um, like like you've said, when when liberal presidents appoint Supreme Court justices, usually they, they get what they want. And, and like you said, it's, it's kind of been a coin flip on the conservative side. But um, I, I really do think that President Trump has the right people around him. And I, I've like I'm no constitutional scholar. So and, and I'm not an expert on on, you know, all these different judges who are, are looking to move up in the ranks and stuff like that. But I, I have gone through that list that was posted before the 2016 election. Right. That, you know, these are the Supreme Court you know nominees that, that I consider. And I, I went through it and I'm like, wow, these a lot, you know, most, if not all of these judges seem legit. I mean, they seem very competent. They seem very you know, originalist, constitutionalist. Um, I, I don't know. I, I do have faith that Donald Trump will do the right thing in, in nominating um, a, a good replacement for Kennedy. And also, uh, he said today, uh, reports say, I, I saw S.E. Cup um, from Headline News tweeted that, you know, his three main priorities for uh, Kennedy's replacement are that they, you know, they have to be young, they have to be under 50, which is awesome, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and they they would even prioritize a nominee that's under forty, which would be awesomer, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that they have to be a strict constitutionalist. So I'm like, right. okay, and look, I mean, they they did a great job with Gorsuch. I mean, he's he he's young, he's a strict constitutionalist. He he followed through. I mean, he he fulfilled that campaign promise. I I don't have any reason to believe he wouldn't do it again. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Let's keep hoping and praying you're right. Man, so we've been winning a lot. Uh, we're all happy about that. Let's talk about some really negative shit. Can we do that? Sure. <laughs> um, all right. This string of harassment, and I talked about this on the last couple shows, uh, but I want to get your take on it, Stephen. But this string of harassment from leftists on Republican officials both elected officials and members of uh, of the cabinet. Obviously, we, we talked about in the last show, we, need to, we don't need to reiterate too much, but Maxine Waters basically essentially calling for violence against the right. Um, there's been harassment of, of Pam Bondi, uh, Florida's Attorney General Sarah Sanders, the White House Press Secretary, who has now been appointed, uh, uh, or has now been given secret... <laughs> Secret Service detail. It's the first press secretary that has ever had Secret Service detail. Uh, ridiculous. Uh, Kirsten Nielsen, the Secretary of Homeland Security, has been harassed. Stephen Miller has been harassed. Elaine Chow, the Secretary of Transportation, who's also Mitch McConnell, uh, Mitch McConnell's wife, who's, who's the, obviously the Senate Majority Leader. Um, look, man, where are we heading 
in our public discourse right now. The left is openly calling for harassment well, and violence. I don't know, man. What what is what is going to happen next? Well, first of all, I I would right. I would have to disagree with you. I don't think that uh, it's fair to characterize what Maxine Waters said as calling for violence. But I would say I I mean I agree with the general thrust of what you're saying. Well, I think real, that what she quick, did was calling. Real, real quick, I, I gotta I gotta say that uh, you know like the left will they'll say when when President Trump will say America first. It's like a dog whistle for like white supremacy or something like that, which doesn't make a whole mm-hmm. lot of sense. But when when Maxine Waters says, you know, that people should harass Republicans, say they're not welcome in public anymore, like by their own metric, right. is that at least a dog whistle for potential violence against Republicans? No, I mean, I, I think I, I think it's incredibly hostile. But I mean, there's a I mean, it's like uh, I think that it 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 what. Uh, is well with people who intend violence, but it, it, I, I don't I don't think it would be fair to say that she herself directly called for violence. It's kind of nitpicky of me, but I just don't want to make an accusation that I don't think I can back up. Right. I do think that if a right wing person were to have said similar things, yeah, it would, it would he'd be his career would be over within 24 hours. Um, you can't you can't say that. Well, actually, I, I take that back because Trump has said similar things. <laughs> Trump has said very similar things. Um, so I mean. W- w- happening though and what worries me is and i think you and i've talked about this before uh, like christian constitutional conservatives people who are true believing leftists do not have substantial moral taking that kind of rhetoric too far so right. the in in the movement that is leftism i mean i've had i've had calm conversations with with leftists who calmly, and I don't yell at them, and they don't yell at me, but they very matter-of-factly, and, and I agree with them that they are being accurate about their views. They very matter-of-factly say, uh, most people who voted for Trump are um, uh, unsuitable for American citizenship. They are, they are uh, ignorant, and there's no excuse for ignorance because leftism has won in every major institution, especially in the public school system. So right. the only way to be ignorant, by ignorant, by the way, they mean not conforming to leftism. The only way to do it is willfully, by 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 very steadfastly rejecting the direction that leftists think we all should be going in. So the only way to be li- ignorant and uh, an ignorant Trump supporter is to be willfully a rejecter of leftism and to, for instance, brainwash your kids contrary to you know stop brainwashing your kids that's our job is essentially their message and um so all all of this is to say though what they're saying is essentially ordinary christian americans as they existed 50 years ago are acceptable people they should not be able to get a job anywhere they should definitely not have any influence and we should seriously consider not allowing them to raise their own children because their views are absolutely contrary to the new worldview that we've created. So it, what that that's the re, that's actually to, to be frank, that's actually genocidal language. It's not direct threats of genocide. There is an entire people, an entire ethnicity so to speak that is American and in the sense of race, but in the sense of just a people. Uh, you look up the word. Ethnicity is, does not mean race. <laughs> so um, this entire people should not, doesn't have a right to continue to exist. 
we have to stop them by by some means. What they haven't said explicitly is we have to stop them by, by violent means. But they're they're honestly, I mean, I'm talking, I'm telling you, calm, really highly educated, serious leftists are having this discussion. I've had it with them. Uh, what are we going to do about reform? And the problem, and this is what I worry about, they don't have Christian principles to put brakes on and say, well, you're 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 entering into very dangerous territory here because the language you're using is 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 the kind of language used to justify mass violence. They don't know that. You see what I'm saying? They don't they don't have those breaks built into their ideology at all. The reasons not to commit mass violence are Christian reasons. They're Western reasons. They're Jew Jewish reasons. And they don't have any of those reasons. They've rejected them. So I have no idea where this is going. But they themselves do not have the brakes in the machinery of leftism. It's not built in. So hopefully, I mean, basically, I think it's a Christian Christian duty to try to rescue the country from the people because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I, you know, you, I couldn't have said it better. Uh, those values are Judeo-Christian values, and they are the values that are a pillar of Western culture. And the left, I mean, they, they're trying to kill God, obviously. They've been trying to do that for 50 years. And now they're, they have been actively trying to tear down Western civilization as well and saying that Western civilization has no moral superiority to other civilizations, which is absolutely retarded. Obviously, that's, that's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, the West has freed uh, more people than, than any, any type of, of civilization ever in world history. So, um, and, and Judeo-Christian values are what props up Western civilization. So you're absolutely mm -hmm. right. And I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I do know what these people want. And by um, the way, I, yeah, go ahead. And, and by, well, I was just going to say, and by the way, to give them credit, most leftists act like Christians in their day-to-day -day life. I've, I've very, I've met very few leftists who are not more or less Christian, at least in their, in their basic personal ethics. They've inherit, they are themselves inheritors of the Judeo-Christian values you mentioned. They're not, right. they're not, I mean, they're not committing mass murder. Uh, I mean, they're not. They're, they're basically civilized. They're not civilized in the hidden recesses of abortion mills. That's where they're behaving exactly as barbarians. Right. I mean, the problem is that but in the, most... these people on the left, they don't preach what they practice. Like you said, I mean, most people live adherent to conservative values. I mean, the, the majority of people at least try not to be horrible parents. They try not to cheat on their spouses. They try not to do all these things. But... They don't. They don't preach what they practice in their own personal lives, right? And I, I oftentimes, because I used to, you know, and you must know this, especially in the music industry, most of the people you meet, I think, are leftists. And what I Absolutely. often experience is, I'd hang out with someone for, yeah, I'd hang out with someone for a while. They'd recognize me as a fellow human, and they would treat me like a saint would treat someone. They would treat. They acted like a Christian toward me. And at some point, they would discover that I'm fiercely anti-abortion. Or something like that. And you know what their reaction was? It wasn't get out of my house and never want to see you again. It was usually uh, basically does not compute. How understand? Because you can't be that kind of person. I know that kind of person. They're depicted on TV all the time and they're violent and dangerous. And you haven't behaved that way. You don't match the stereotype to what is going on here. You know, it's a foreign concept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're in it, right. we all need to. We, we, we all need to be talking to each other more. I mean, that's absolutely 
vital. I, I think everyone, for instance, should have a podcast instead of a Twitter account because you can't just snark and snipe at people when you're actually having a podcast or, or when you're having a face to face or, or, or even an audio dialogue. It doesn't work, you know, unless it's extremely staged like Sean Hannity where he basically sets someone up like a pin and then drops, you know, knocks them over <laughs> with, with a bowling ball over right. and over again, which is pretty artificial. You, you, and he, he always has, you know, you always in that kind of setting have to say, well, we're running out of time before the person makes a, a, a point worth considering. Right. But right, anyway, right. sorry. No, no, you're absolutely right. I, I've encouraged so many people to start podcasts because I just personally, I've I've learned so much from hosting the show for the last year and a half. Just having conversations with people, I've learned a lot about myself and a lot about God and a lot about politics and government and the Constitution and everything else. Like, I think everybody should start a podcast. You know, I mean, as long as people still listening, still keep listening to my show, of course. But um, uh, look, one, one <laughs> more th- one more thing before we wrap up. Uh, there, there's I, I I do think, and not to sound not to you know talk doomsday shit right now because I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But look, the White House press secretary has now has secret service detail. You know, they're, they're, it's looking like mm-hmm. every member of the president's cabinet is going to be issued secret service detail, which is ridiculous. The secretary of mm-hmm. education and transportation, the secretary of labor, the secretary of the interior, who just, you know, <laughs> Does I don't know rides around a horse and and goes fishing and shit like that I don't really know what that guy does but the fact that all these people are going to be protected by armed men with guns constantly because the leftists are going to try to murder them potentially or at least harass them and you know bring force upon them I, look I, I what I'm afraid of is the right is going to respond in kind at some point. And and to be honest with you, like, look, mm-hmm. if somebody, if I were a member of of the cabinet, or let's say, because I'm in a band, I, I play shows. Everybody knows, you know, where my band's gonna play. It's it's public knowledge online. If if leftists that listen to the show and want to hurt me, want to show up to my band show, they can. But I can defend myself. So like, if if somebody shows up and gets in my personal space, I'll knock them unconscious. That's if they're unarmed. If they are armed, I'll shoot them in the head. Okay, like I I like. I, and I'm afraid that people on the right are going to respond in kind to what the left is doing, and this could really devolve into a in, into a very violent, dangerous situation. I mean, I I don't know about you, Stephen, but I mean, if somebody were to harass me in public, that would be very bad for their health. Um, and <laughs> I, I I don't know. Look, look, like I don't. I I'm a I'm a libertarian. I believe in the non-aggression principle. But if somebody brings aggression against me. I'll fuck them up, you know, and start pardon my French. And I, I think people on the right are a lot better at violence, typically, than, than, <laughs> uh, than people on the left. We're certainly, you know, very well armed compared to our counterparts on the left. I just, I, I don't want to see this devolve into a violent situations, but I don't know if we can avoid it. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm afraid that this could turn into something very dark. I don't know. Your thoughts? If if it were to, it would be um, uh, first of all, I think a minority on the left would be involved. Uh, if it were any kind of a here's the thing, if the most likely uh, scenario, leftist uh, uh, massive uh, surge in violence, in my view, uh, would only happen uh, in power in the White House. Um, 
it's not going to happen in it. I mean, in other words, it'll be the state. And even right. that's not terribly likely because guess what? Military guys are not going to be on the side of that. Right. There's this whole movement right, of right. Oath Keepers who say we will obey the Constitution. And that includes fighting enemies, both foreign and domestic. So right, if they right. ever order me to start, you know, firing on 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 uh, uh, Waco again, I'm going to stand down. I'm going to say, no, I won't do it. That movement would be a major thing. If the next, uh, I think it will happen under the administration of a Democrat rather than during the Trump administration. And I think it would be much more formal. Meanwhile, the stuff like the guy who tried to shoot up, you know, massacre the GOP guys. Uh, the main problem, like I said, is the yeah, that left. Was only, that was only a year ago. Sorry to cut you off, man, but that was only a year ago. Not at all. And politicians on both sides, I know. they said, hey, we got to ramp down this rhetoric. People that are mentally disturbed are taking this the wrong way. That was one year ago. And we're right here. Yeah. You know, is that like the, the problem I have is more causal. The left can't argue against that kind of action. There's no internal logic in leftism that condemns mass violence. These people are fans of Che Guevara. Right. Who they don't to actually kill, have who horrible... wanted to exterminate all the blacks and all the gays from Cuba. So, and, right. And I mean, leftists wear his T-shirt. Right. And, and not saying that you know, like the average Democrat senator is just like Che Guevara. But if he searched himself, he would be able to say, well, the only reasons I can come up with against this are reasons that originated with the bigots that I hate. And I hope that they do some soul searching like that and realize that wait, leftism does not have any breaks again. So, I mean, like, but in, in terms of the violence, like I said, like public harassment, it's ugly. It's really not good. But I don't think that anyone is going to die. I don't think that leftist activists, even Antifa, for the most part, are actually huge physical threats. No, no, they're certainly not. Partly for the I reason said, <laughs> I said on the last show, there's not one Antifa member in the country that I couldn't knock out in under ten seconds. So no, they're not. <laughs> I mean, no, they're certainly not physical threats. They're usually about 110 pounds and usually are transgendered, so they don't have the testosterone to really get it done at the end of the day anyway. But you're at, sorry, go on. Uh, well, go, yeah, I mean, no, sorry, sorry, at, sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, go go ahead. I don't. I, in other words, I don't think there's gonna. I don't think there's gonna be mass violence uh, uh, until there's an actual. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would have to be something that would be top down. Uh, the right. war would have to be started by uh, somebody at the helm of the government. Right. That's my view in general. And and currently, the guy at the helm of the government, for all of the rhetoric to the contrary, I don't think that Trump is actually uh, 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 a militant authoritarian. I just don't think he is. I think he's a New York liberal who is trying to please more or less kind of libertarian-leaning conservatives. Right. I agree. And I'm not I'm not a doomsday guy that says we're heading towards a civil war right now or anything like that. But it is Trump. Like, seeing the... Yeah, we've all seen the video of you know the the leftist thugs accosting Elaine Chow outside of her house, uh, Secretary of Transportation and stuff. And it, it's just funny, you know, seeing a bunch of like, you know, twenty year old white men accosting a five foot tall Asian immigrant woman. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? that's that's, it's, that's it's important. Really, that's, yeah. like, wow, that's an that's an important visual. And if the GOP has any sense, they're going to make big make make a lot of use of that because. I think that minorities deserve to know, uh, racial minorities need to, need to know that actually the ideology uh, that 
champions them, uh, really just uses them. And when they be, when they are no longer useful, or when they step out of the you know out of the uh, the strict lines that have been drawn for them, they're not going to be treated very well at all, any better. And and also, it is important to know that most of the people, in my view, most of the people who are the most militant in their rhetoric are uh, privileged, wealthy people who demographically, unfortunately, tend to be white. It's very true. So I mean, uh, the. The most leftist aspects of, of quote unquote black culture, for instance, are not black. They're just not. not. They're, 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 they're MTV. You know, they're, they're made by, by white uh, executives. Um, right. And if you talk to any black family, they, they don't talk at all like that or think at all like that. So, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Stephen, thank you so much for coming on, man. We're out of time. Uh, before I let you go, where can everybody find you online, wherever we can tune into your show? The Stephen Harriet Show, which is I highly, highly recommend. Uh, where can everybody check it all out? Thank you very much. Yeah, you can find the Stephen Harriet Show on YouTube. It's called the Stephen Harriet Show. You can find me on Twitter at at Stephen Harriet St- uh, Stephen with a P H H E R R E I D. And you can also find uh, my work at CatholicVote.org. Everybody, check it out. You don't have to be Catholic to appreciate it. I'm not Catholic, and I love his show, and I check out his stuff on Catholic Vote. So it's it's applicable to everyone, and every conservative can appreciate it. Check Stephen out. Uh, Stephen bailed me out today. Pinch hit for Halsey English on literally I don't what 30 seconds notice, something like that. I'm like, hey man, come on the show. Something right, like that. Something was... right now. So, the yeah. length of time it took me to put pants on, roughly. I mean, why weren't you wearing pants in, in the middle of the day? I don't want to know. Why would I? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Everybody follow Steven. Everybody follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. I'm Brady Leonard. I will be back on Monday. No gimmicks. <laughs>